Welcome to Pixelate Radio on the web at getpixelated.com. That's getpixel, the number eight, ed.com. Now, here's your host, Craig Shoemaker. Hey, welcome back to Pixelate, and today we're taking you back to Las Vegas, Nevada for a recap of Mix 08. We're bringing you the best parts of the keynote addresses as well as personal interviews from Scott Guthrie and Guy Kawasaki. Get ready because Silverlight is poised to take over the world. For show notes, please go to getpixelated.com slash shows slash mix08 keynote. We're just catching up with Scott Guthrie. So we're catching up with Guy Kawasaki. So not right now we're catching up with Dr. Neil, with Mr. John Gossman, Chris Wilson, at Sandbox with Dave Sussman. So as you've heard, the best part about going to one of these conferences is not the content. Hey, you know, with, with Mix, the content's all online. You can go and check it out right now and watch every single one of the, the sessions. It's the people. It's getting a chance to, to get together and meet people you may have known their their name for a long time but never met them in person or meet people for the first time. So Mix was great because we had a chance to have a lot of really bright and influential and um, fun people to get together all at one time. I, I want to say thanks to Josh Holmes, developer evangelist from Microsoft. Josh is a great guy. He, he set me up. Um, I was just spending time in the sandbox, open space area, caught up with Josh you know, he's just one of those these guys who knows everybody and um, pointed me in the right direction to talk to a lot of really cool and interesting people. So, Josh, I want to say thank you to you. And, um, you know, if you need to get a hold of someone in the .NET community, he's a good guy to talk to. Now, I did get a chance to meet some some other podcasters that were walking around as well. Uh, a friend of the Polymorphic Podcast, um, another developer evangelist from Microsoft, Dave Bost, has a podcast that he's doing with uh, with one of his buddies, Larry Clarkin called thirsty developer and thirsty developer is a show that's uh, kind of a general purpose show right now their their uh, latest show is on um, scrum as well as some other different and more broad topics um, but check it out it seems like a really good show you can find it over at thirstydeveloper.com uh, someone else i also got to meet was uh, eric mork who does a silverlight podcast called sparkling client and he and his wife do the show together and it, what's nice about his show is that all the episodes are really short you can you can get them in quickly they're about 15 minutes long and it focuses specifically on silverlight content so check it out over at sparklingclient.com now two more things i want to turn your attention to before we get into it uh, the code trip at thecodetrip.com is a uh, well, well do you remember the dot rocks road show Woody Pewitt, developer evangelist from Microsoft, and uh, some of his guys are putting this together, and they're going all around the country, stopping at events and doing uh, community events. And uh, their website is really cool because you can go and uh, see exactly where the van is at. And right now, they're just outside of Missoula, Montana. Um, but they have dates uh, all through the month, throughout uh, March and April. And so to go to thecodetrip.com to check it out. Finally, what, what podcatcher are you using? But what are you using to listen to this podcast or any other? I want you to check out Potter. This is a, an application that Josh Smith wrote, all in WPF for for listening to podcasts. And if the experience is great. Grant Hinkson from, from Infragistics, the director of visual design, uh, put together an amazing experience. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see how it's turned out. So check out Potter. Go to tinyurl.com slash 2J3LS as in Sam E. That's tinyurl.com slash 2J3LSE. 
So keynotes. Now, day one started off with a keynote from Ray Ozzie where he gave a, a pretty high-level view of what Microsoft is up to and what, what they're going to be doing in the future. And uh, I think the biggest things that, that stood out to me that he mentioned was the fact that they're going to be making, I, you know, it's, it's not like it's a big surprise, but, um, you know, making a serious bid for advertising. But the thing is, is I, I think that's going to be more than just trying to do what Google is doing. Uh, it sounds like they have some, some very interesting um, plans ahead for how they're going to handle advertising in media and um, a, a number of different avenues for that. So it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out for Microsoft. Also, the web services, it's like they're, <laughs> it's like they're going to be competing with Amazon and also um, Google at the same time because they're talking about having services in the cloud for uh, database functionalities just like you'd see over with the Amazon services. Um, but it was good. You know, I, I'm always excited to be in the same room with people who run huge companies like Microsoft and, and hear what they have to say. So it was really cool. But the fun really started to heat up when Scott Guthrie came on. So let's listen as Ray Ozzie is introducing Scott Guthrie and uh, some of Scott's introductory remarks. So now I'd like to bring up Scott Guthrie, corporate vice president in our developer, developer division for some amazing demos. The guy's really an amazing demoer and for some great surprises. Thank you very much. Thanks. Scott? Thanks. Thanks. Well, thanks, folks. Uh, it's great to be back here again at Mix. Uh, we have an action-packed morning uh, ahead of us and uh, a ton of great content uh, you're going to see over the next couple days. This morning, we're going to cover uh, four things. Uh, first, we're going to talk about standards-based web development and some of the exciting things we're doing there. And then we're going to drill into Silverlight and specifically cover uh, some media, rich internet application, and mobile scenarios. First, let's talk about the web. Just last week, uh, we had the largest uh, developer launch event in Microsoft history. Uh, around the globe, we had about 250,000 people attend launch events uh, to learn more about a number of products that we're launching uh, and a number of great web development uh, technologies. With .NET 3.5 and VS 2008, uh, we introduced and added a whole bunch of features specific to Ajax development, both within ASP.NET as well as within Visual Studio with things like JavaScript IntelliSense and JavaScript debugging. We added a lot more support for CSS, both with the new Visual Studio 2008 web designer, as well as within ASP.NET with some of the new server controls. And we also uh, took some big steps forward with data access uh, through a new set of language extensions we call Link uh, that makes it much easier to query and work with any type of data. Last week, we also shipped IS7, uh, which is uh, probably the most significant web release uh, of our web server that we've ever done. Uh, it adds tons of new features specific for hosting, uh, lots of new features uh, that make deployment and administration much better, uh, and lots of rich new extensibility opportunities that integrate with .NET. And best of all, both IS7 and the .NET framework are built into Windows Server 2008 um, for you to take advantage of. Later this year, we're going to be shipping a number of extensions that build on top of this platform we just shipped. Uh, we're going to be shipping a new model view controller framework for ASP.NET. Uh, that allows you to have complete control over the HTML markup that's submitted, as well as allow you to publish exactly the URLs that you want uh, within your websites. It also enables a very clean test-driven development workflow um, for you to take advantage of. We're also going to be shipping an update of our ASP.NET AJAX stack, as well as introduce a new uh, dynamic data framework for ASP.NET 
that allows you to build data-driven web applications uh, much, much easier. We have breakout sessions on all of these technologies uh, here at Mix, uh, and also preview releases are now available for you to go ahead and download. So what's nice is that he came out of the gate running. He told us about a lot, a lot of the stuff. Again, you probably knew about a lot of this, but it's good to know directly from someone like Scott Guthrie that this stuff is available and that we can go and download and play with it. And it's not just something that's, um, you know, we're going to be hearing about in, in the next couple months. So that was very nice. From there, he went in to talk about uh, Internet Explorer and introduce the guy who headed up the IE team. And Internet Explorer, it's I got a chance to talk to Chris Wilson, platform architect of IE. And this is a developer release, so the stuff that they have coming out is is mostly for developer tools and also, um, you know, a real commitment to standard support. And IE is now going to support uh, the most standards um, compliance directly out of the box. And so I'll have some more content for you on that as well. They also have some new features called actions and web slices, which give you a chance to um, basically work directly with your pages in a more dynamic way. Again, I do have an interview with Chris Wilson where we'll go into that with a little more detail. But back to Scott Guthrie for a second. Scott was generous enough to agree to uh, to do an interview with me. And uh, I caught up with him at, the, I mean, this was like the very last thing that happened at Mix. They were kicking us out of the venue. Scott had his bags in his hand and, and he was headed out to meet with some people. And he was generous enough just to give me a few more minutes before he uh, he headed out. So um, so here's, here's me and Scott um, just catching up right after the show. Well, we're just catching up with Scott Guthrie at the very end of Mix 2008. What's the experience been like for you? Oh, it's been great. I mean, it's... Uh... Mix is always a fun conference because it's it's really a mixture of different people from different backgrounds. Some business, some develop a lot of mostly developers, some designers, um, and you know people using both the Microsoft development stack and non Microsoft development stack. So it's you know it's it's a nice mixture, and it seems like um, you know people seem pretty buzzed. Uh, you know we showed a lot of Silverlight, showed IE8, talked about ASP, uh, some of the ASP.NET improvements with AJAX and MVC and things like that. Talked about IS7, some of the tool stuff, and so it's. Um, people seem to be pretty excited, so it's been it's been fun. Just you know, you know, savoring the the buzz and the glow. You know, <laughs> is there uh, any part to it that seems like the most gratifying for you to see finally hit the light of day? Uh, well, I think I mean the the, the fun thing for us has been, um, you know, getting to the point where you know we can ship the beta and have a really rich feature set, and um, you know that that in and of itself has been a long journey and a long, uh, you know, tiring journey. A lot of work that went into this in terms of getting both the Silverlight runtime, but also the expression tools and the BS tools. You know, all of the state where we felt good about showing them off and, and doing them at a conference like this. I think the other thing that's been fun is the types of new experiences you can do with Silverlight. You know, things like the deep zoom support that the Hard Rock guys showed off, or uh, some of the sort of jaw-dropping stuff that Aston Martin did in the keynote or the Olympics uh, and sort of the video media capabilities. And so, you know, seeing experience, showing experiences that you can build with .NET, with our design and development tools is, is always really good and, and you can show off the productivity, but being able to couple that with experiences you can't build with anything else and get everyone kind of buzzed and pumped, that, that is kind of a nice double whammy. Well, and I really appreciated the fact that, that you made note in the keynote that everything that we saw that was very amazing was with the beta and there was nothing special, no magic sauce going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, you know, that, that I think uh, for me was, you know, one of the kind of the, the nice things about what we showed was, um, 
you know, most of the demos were running on laptops. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, like, gosh, do you have like an eight core system back there? No, it's, you know, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, 10 year old laptops, but, um, but, uh, you know, most of them were on pretty commodity hardware and yeah, all of them, all of the, the demos inside the browser, you know, were running on the same bits that people are downloading this week. Um, no special bug fixes, no special tweaks. Um, and that felt really good. Well, there's a a little inside story to be told about, uh, Ray Ozzy's keynote, the machine that that was running on, isn't there? Wasn't that ended up being Brad Abrams' machine? I haven't heard that story. (laughs) (laughs) For Ray Ozzy's keynote, you mean, or for, huh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, I do know that the, I think one of the machines that we used for, um, the WPF enhancements demo, I thought that was actually being run on Brad Abrams' laptop. That might have been the one. Yeah, well, I might have got that wrong, but yeah. yeah, yeah but that was in the keynote, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was sort of a late demo that we wanted to work in, and we realized that Monday night, we don't actually have a machine and so, um, uh, that, that had uh, the bits on it. And so we sent out mail to a couple of folks, and I think Brad volunteered his laptop, which came in very handy. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you're dealing with um, is the, the Silverlight Player U- Ubiquity. And you talked about being able to get it on some large-scale properties. Oh, one of the questions that um, a lot of people have asked me is, you know, well, why not just put it in, in Windows Update? And, and the guess is, is that's because of, you know, DOJ and, and things of that nature. Is, is there any chance you could see it as an optional thing to install through Windows Update? Well, I mean, there's a couple of updating mechanisms that we have. Uh, one is Windows Update, which is specifically about components that ship in Windows. Um, we also have something called Microsoft Update, um, which uh, you know updates not just Windows components but also Office um, uh, and, and SQL and, and other products as well. And Silverlight now is in Microsoft Update. You know, by default, if you if you, you know, if you're using Vista, um, you know you, you can enroll in Microsoft Update automatically and just have it go through the same mechanism. Um, that also is the same uh, we call WSUS, but for enterprise situations, uh, most enterprises are enrolled in that program as well. It gives enterprise administrators a one-click way to roll it out across an enterprise. Um, and so Silverlight now is in that as an optional component. And uh, uh, the, the, some of that just happened in the last 10 days or two, or two weeks. Um, for XP, I think we've been there since the end of January. And so um, you know, that's been a great way to get to drive deployments. Um, but primarily, we're focused on doing kind of content-related inst- installations. So in other words, having lots of great content, you know, the Olympics, uh, Major League Baseball, NBA All-Stars, uh, Microsoft.com, you know, lots of site, popular sites use Silverlight, and so when people visit them, they get prompted to install, and, and that's, that's been the main way we've been driving it, and so far, that, you know, we've made a lot of progress on that. You know, we announced at the keynote, uh, we're up to about 1.5 million installations per day, um, which is a good, you know, a good rate, we still have more that we're going to do. Respectable. But yeah, but you know, it's it's starting to get to the point where you know we're seeing a lot of big numbers, which is great. And we're only out six months, so you know that's not bad for the first six months. And what about MSN.com? Yeah, we have we have several of the MSN sites now are using it. Um, You're going to see a lot more usage in the kind of the the months and and the year ahead. And certainly with Silverlight Two coming out, I mean Silverlight One was very much focused on media scenarios, uh, which limited the number of sites that could use it. Uh, with Silverlight 2 coming out and having much richer uh, rich internet application or RIA scenarios, you know, that's going to accelerate usage and consequently downloads as well. Yeah. 
cool. Well, I really appreciate your time taking with us. Cool. So I, I just want to say congratulations on your recent promotion. So what, what's your official title now? Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, what's called a corporate vice president. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I, you know, um, I still do the same job, so it's, it's... But people feed you grapes off a of vine now and stuff like that, or...? I wish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not, but uh, <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> cool, thanks a lot. Cool, thank you. So, you know, Scott's just like one of the most approachable, coolest guys. Um, for, for someone in his position, you know, he's always available to the community. He was walking around Mix just talking to people but they said that he couldn't even walk around too much because he would stop traffic you know he's presenting at a user group in arizona pretty soon and he's just he's just really liked by everybody and and there's no no question as to why in fact i was talking to someone at mix who's kind of high up the food chain in in microsoft and and he told me that uh you know he knows scott personally and he also knows steve Ballmer. And he said, out of all the people that he works with at Microsoft, Scott Guthrie and Steve Ballmer are the, are the people that, that he steps back and, and really uh, is in awe of because of, of what they're able to do. So I believe it. Now, a couple things that, that Scott talked about in his talk um, was, well, well, the Hard Rock application. Now, this was, this was one of those things that when you see it for the first time, and they, they presented it really well in the keynote, it, it just makes you step back and, and say, wow. In the keynote, what they did, and, and you can watch this on the side, is they started out zoomed in on a picture. And then they scrolled the mouse wheel and it zoomed out to see that this picture was in a display case. It was a picture of the Beatles um, back when they first came to the United States. So this picture was then in a display case, which you could see with the uniforms that they used uh, during that date. And then it scrolled back some more and you could see that, well, this window was really a window within a building that was in kind of a mall. And you'd scroll back some more and you'd see further context and further context. And this deep zoom capability is very, very striking. And and they've done a really good job of pulling this off over at Hard Rock because they've got thousands and thousands of pieces of memorabilia that they want to share with people. And... Even when you go to a Hard Rock restaurant or one of their museums, it's like you still only get to look so close. Particularly at a restaurant, you kind of have to lean over people eating their french fries and whatever. But with this, they've, they've taken such detailed photographs and allowed you to zoom in so close that you can literally see the fingerprints on a guitar. And it's pretty amazing. Now, the Aston Martin demo was very cool. And what they had was a Silverlight application that allowed you to, to literally customize an Aston Martin car and have every bit of it at the disposal to you. So as someone who's sitting at their home, looking on the website for one of these Aston Martins, you could change the color. And we've seen all this before. We've seen this type of customization, but you've never seen it like this. They have full um, models of each one of the cars that they can then um, composite each of the options on top of it. So when you change the paint color, it's not like you're just reshading a gray model there the, the XAML is there in order to to re-render the entire 3d model with with all of the changes that you make it's very striking and then what they have is this tied into a back end to where when you go to a dealership and you fill out the forms on the website they know exactly what you're looking for and they can give you a very customized experience in, in buying your car so that was uh, again something else that was really made you step back and say someone's done something really well here the last one that really caught my attention was the demo of for the Olympics. And um, you want to talk about taking media seriously. I, I don't know that they have a, a phrase that they're using for, for marketing purposes, but it's something like 2,200 hours 
of live footage that they're going to be providing at the Olympics um, for 17 days. It's just, it's an amazing amount of video and media. And the, the thing is, is they've got some, some really high aspirations that they want to hit. Think of it as like TiVo for the web. So if you're watching something in the Olympics, you can stop, you can rewind. Um, you can have picture in picture. You can watch different angles of the same event going on at the same time. And uh, it was just stunning to see what they're trying to achieve for the Olympics. So when the Olympics does roll around, we'll definitely have to check it out. And the cool thing is, is that it's all being powered by Silverlight. So that was day one of the keynote sessions. Day two gave us a special treat where we got to hear Guy Kawasaki interview Steve Ballmer. Now you can tell these guys are good friends because Guy did not sit back and do the, the regular interview stuff that you might expect. I'm supposed to be your shill and you know ask you all these softball questions and stuff, make you look smart and the Microsoft strategy look great. So you know, let's just start off with, so you know, why do you want to buy Yahoo? What's the deal with that? <laughs> How's that for an easy one? <laughs> I think we have worked really hard to make it clear that we have uh, real commitment, real aspiration, mm -hmm. and real tenacity about being a very serious player in the world of uh, search and advertising. Well, what's the current status of the deal? Uh, we've made an offer, yeah. and <laughs> we've made an offer. Yeah. It's out there, baby. Just, just <laughs> don't pick up any chairs and throw it at me, all right? All right so guys segues into saying that really the, the value of Yahoo is competing with Google. And so they're kind of sparring and going back and forth and, and talking about searching and talking about searching or Googling without actually saying it. And uh, here's how that plays out. There's a hundred, you know, whatever, N searches per day. Mm -hmm. And I want a larger percentage of those searches made with our stuff and our ads being served up than we have today and, by quite a measure. Yeah, and you can't even bring yourself to say the Google word, huh? Well, you couldn't bring yourself <laughs> to say it until just then. No, I could say Google. Okay. Google, 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 Google. <laughs> so, you know, when you get up in the morning and you think about, you know, who you're going to do battle with, is, is Google front and center? I mean, is that, you got like, you know, little pictures of Larry and Sergey and you throw darts at them? Or what? <laughs> well, what's uh... I'm not a good dart player. Yeah. Uh, no, if you chairs at them? <laughs> if you take a look, we have a, a broad footprint. We're trying to do four things in our business. We have a desktop business that's still... Fantastic and growing I, I well. I said the PR answer coming, no, but okay. No, a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Because you have to ask, where do we really compete? Okay. In our desktop business today, we don't see Google. Right. We see Apple, we see Linux, we don't see Google. We've got a server and enterprise business. We see IBM, we see Oracle, we see Linux, Google, you know, blip, 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 blip. If that's a PR answer, you let me know, but blip, 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 blip. But we don't. How, how do you spell bip bip? <laughs> no. That's a good question. I, I have no clue. But in our, in our server and enterprise business, we don't really see Google. They may have aspirations, but they're not present. 
We've got a real business in entertainment and devices with Xbox, with Windows Mobile. Google, again, is really not present, although they're an aspirant with YouTube, and they're certainly an aspirant with uh, Android, but we'll see. Okay. And then we've got an aspiration about online. And in online, yeah, it's Google, Google, <laughs> Google. <laughs> and we're in the game, and we're just a little engine that could. We're working away, we're working away, we're working away. <laughs> So Maybe my last breath at Microsoft, but we're going to be there and we're going to be working okay. away, building share. So wanting to keep up his momentum, Guy uh, asked about Vista. But you know, sometimes the questions that you ask don't come without consequences. Now, walking on a stage, Guy comes with a couple pieces of paper and his MacBook Air. You know, another not so softball. Like, what's the deal with Vista? You know, what? Seriously, I mean... Seriously. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, shall I say, I read a very funny blog. Vista, about, the second most popular operating system yeah, in history yeah, behind one that, one that you get no choice to getting, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that thing. You got uh, Vista on that thing? Uh, no, why would I do that? Yeah, see, you have a choice. But wouldn't you like You're to... You're one of the wouldn't few you that like made the wrong choice. Wait a minute. That's wouldn't you like to use a computer like this you can just take out of a little envelope and... This is heavier than my PC. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that thing is heavier than the Toshiba I carry. But this is more powerful than the Toshiba. No, that thing, does, that thing is missing half the features of the PC. Where's your DVD drive? Let me look for that. So what you're not seeing... What's going on stage right now is that Steve is acting like it's very heavy and he just about drops Guy's computer down on the floor of the stage. So like I said, I was going to get a chance to catch up with Guy Kawasaki and I did pretty much right after this keynote. And so let's pick up with Guy where he starts to open up his MacBook Air to see if it still works. So we're catching up with Guy Kawasaki here at Mix 2008 and uh, just hot off the heels of your <laughs> very fine keynote speech. What was that like for you? Um, it was a hell of an experience. I'm glad I did it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And you know, who would have figured that I would be on deck with Steve Ballmer? I mean, go figure. And uh, he was quite the sport about it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope a lot of people get to watch that video. It's... Have, have you tried uh, opening up your air and turning it on since you dropped it? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Believe me, I'll make him buy another one. As he's opening up his bag and pulling it out? Yeah. That's a good... It would be funny if it was cracked or something, huh? <laughs> that would have been something. So apparently, it's okay. I should tell him it cracked. I get another one. <laughs> huh. I said, you know, it just hasn't been the same. I was hoping you were going to hand it to him and give it to him as a gift. Well, that crossed my mind, but you know, I don't know if I'd ever get it back. You've got to watch yourself <laughs> around these Microsoft people. So uh, yeah, that occurred to me. Yeah. If I had really planned it, I would have told Steve to give me one to give to him. You know, Steve Jobs right. to give to Steve Ballmer, but that didn't occur to me. <laughs> Well, you've, you've had an opportunity to see a lot of innovation and a lot of progress in, in software with your early experience with Apple. Uh -huh. What's it been like for you to, to see so much change? Well, you know, it's, it's a complex answer to a simple question. On the one hand, it's very gratifying to see the, some of the work that you know, I was part of with the Mac division just become the standard, right? Uh, on the other hand, it's kind of scary because it's definitely moving beyond us now. So, you know, there are days I think I'm a pioneer. There are days I think I'm a dinosaur. Um, 
maybe there's not that much difference between the two. Although, you know, they're both extinct. <laughs> <laughs> so, we shall see. We shall see. But, you know, I basically take credit. <laughs> what the hell? Somebody's got to take credit. Somebody's going to be me. Somebody's got to. Yeah. Can you tell us about any, any war stories about your, your days at, at Macintosh? Oh, my days at Macintosh were not really a war story. I mean, it was just the greatest time working on the greatest product of the time. Uh, it was really, it was like being paid to go to Disneyland every day. Um, you know, no complaints here. And working with Steve was fabulous. Uh, we were out to change the world. Great group of people. I, I, I hope everybody has, you know, one chance in their life to do something like that. What were the kind of challenges that you were facing at the time? What, what were you thinking about in those early days? Well, what we were thinking about is doing in IBM. <laughs> Basically, we wanted to send IBM to the back, back to the typewriter business holding its electric balls. Uh, didn't quite work out that way, but that was the plan. Um, so, you know, things to worry about was A, shipping, <laughs> and then B, people buying it. Besides that, there's nothing wrong. Um, that was, you worried about everything back then. My, my particular worry was making sure there was software. So. Now, we're here at Mix, and, you know, obviously this is a Microsoft uh, conference. If you were to give any type of um, advice to Microsoft developers of things that they could learn from Apple, what could you point to? When you say Microsoft developers, you mean the, the engineers inside of Microsoft or the ones outside working with Microsoft stuff? I hadn't thought of it that way. That, that's a, a good... I was thinking more of the people outside, the, well, the for, developers out in the world. For the developers outside, I mean, it, it's all about creating cool stuff. And you can make the case that's the same for the things in the inside, too. But I, I think it's really about creating great things. And so, yeah, I, I think it's all about coolness I mean I love coolness so that's what they should do they should build the product that they want to use not the product that they think some you know marketing analysis proves is needed big difference when you start working with new ventures and if, if software is a big part of their company yeah. what sort of guidance do you do you give them on building software well typically when you meet with a young entrepreneur in the software company they don't want to listen to you because you know they're going to ship in six months and they're going to have a million users conservatively in nine months and they ship in 16 months and they have 10,000 users so you just have to build that into your, <laughs> your forecast uh, I really think it's it's all about well today is such a different world you know you don't have to buy a $100,000 Oracle database anymore, you know, use, use MySQL or .NET or, you know, PHP or Ruby. I mean, it's a very different world. It's much cheaper to start a software company today. And uh, I think that the fact that it's much cheaper means there will be a lot more people trying. And it's, I, I definitely think it's a law, or a game of big numbers. So the more monkeys trying something on keyboards, the more likely something will come out that's good. And before, if you had to have a monkey with a million dollars, you only had X monkeys. But with 100,000, you have, you know, 100 X monkeys. And with zero, you could have infinite monkeys. <laughs> so it's getting better and better. Do you see any trends as far as design or, or user experience in software that are becoming more important as we progress? No, I, you know, I don't, I can't tell you that I have. Um, I think, you know, basically people are putting more and more the user control and, you know, user-generated stuff. I think that's an obvious and sort of trend that will not be dampened. You couldn't stop that if you wanted to. So, um, you know, this generation of programmers really creating cool stuff. It's uh, And they're unhampered by cost. 
in, in many cases, they're more open standards. It's easier to play ball with other products and companies. I mean, life is good. Life is good right now. I tell you. <laughs> is there anything in particular? Like in the old days. Everybody says the old days was better. It wasn't better. <laughs> now it's better. <laughs> well, to, to that, what, what new innovations are exciting you? Well, if I can just plug my own thing. Yeah. Um, I started a site called All Top, which is all the top stories. And so it's single page aggregation of various topics like gaming and design, windows, um, sports, celebrities, fashion, and what we're trying Ego. to do. Egos, yes, we're you know the biggest egos on the net. <laughs> what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a situation where people will have aggregation without any aggravation. Um, a good metaphor would be it's an online sort of magazine rack where you come to this magazine rack and you look at all the magazines with their headlines and you decide which ones you want to read. And so I love that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's done very cheaply. And you, you either get a lot of visitors or you don't. Uh, <laughs> that's so, so what's the URL? Uh, it's alltop.com, alltop.com. Well, I appreciate your time. Thanks My a lot. Pleasure. Thank you. So bringing us back to the keynote, Guy's going to keep pushing on this question about what about Vista? So let's listen as Steve gives us a little bit of... Um, some more details on the strategy of Microsoft and where they're going, and Guy brings it back full circle. Where were we? You just kind of threw me here, you know. I thought I was. It's a two-way street. I thought I was controlling this. <laughs> you are. I I'm never going to invite you back to mix. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh what if somebody says, you know, Steve? I mean, Microsoft has lost its focus. You know, before it was OSs, and then all right, so you got into apps, and now you have. Xboxes and live and phones and all this. How can you possibly do all this stuff well? What do you say to that person? Besides, you know, up yours. I mean. <laughs> I'd say a couple things. Number one, in this industry, I actually think the great companies either move forward or they become less relevant. Mm -hmm. I actually don't really think there's an option called do one thing, do the same thing for 100 years, never broaden your footprint, I mean, software is this funny thing. Everybody here knows it never, it actually never wears out. It, you know, you, you have to constantly be moving forward, pushing, pushing, pushing. Okay. The thing we've done, which a lot of companies in our industry don't, is I would say we've already built two different skill sets, a desktop skill set and an enterprise skill set. And now the question is, are we going to build two new? Because we're trying a strong kind of consumer devices skill set and an online skill set. Most companies only really build one skill set, even if they have multiple prod products. Now, I told you I think Apple does some pretty good work, but Apple's skill set is really in devices, kind of consumer devices. Mm -hmm. They don't do much of the rest of the stuff. They're not really in the enterprise. They've punted, which is okay, on online, <laughs> uh, okay by me, and, 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 but that's, that's a particular perspective. And, you know... Apple might say you punted on OSs, but that's... A no, that's okay. they'd, they'd be wrong. <laughs> Every day, statistically, they'd be wrong. But at the end of the day, <laughs> and the last time I checked, there were still a lot of people and a lot of governments who think we got a very high market share. But anyway. Uh, Especially in the EU. <laughs> no comment. Uh, no, so at the end of the day, is that actually a weakness or a strength? I think it's a strength. We've built two different capabilities. Most guys only build one. Will we build the third and the fourth? We'll see. 
And we have to push ourselves every day because in this business, again, if you don't continuously improve what you're doing, you do, you do become less relevant. And you do get guys in Hawaiian shirts who will teach you about anything that's not perfect. And that's, that's fair. Well, you notice we skipped the Vista question because of that great deflection, but anyway. Look, um, I want to take the Vista. Give me the Vista <laughs> no, question so again. I like Vista. What's the status of Vista? What's happening? I mean, Vista's been very, very popular in the consumer world. I'm not saying that there aren't things that c c customers choose to comment on. <laughs> application compatibility. No, come on. The number one issue we've had customers' com issues on are application compatibility and driver compatibility. We made a very concrete set of choices in order to enhance the security. Vista is a very secure system. We've had very little issue of that kind. I'd say it's the most secure client operating system out there. But we did have it, we did make the choice to, to kind of hurt compatibility and our customers have let us know that that has been very painful. A couple of things have happened. A lot of the apps have now been upgraded to be compatible. Mm -hmm. The drivers have been upgraded. We've shipped our first service pack, service pack one, which allows us to factor in a lot of the quality and other suggestions that people have made. And I think we'll start to see more uptake now in the business market. And Vista continues to sell quite strongly in the consumer market. Okay. So after the interview portion of the keynote, which is about winding up, they decided to take some questions from the audience. And the, I don't know, the questions from the audience, some of them were kind of weird. Some people asked some questions that were really off topic. But one guy had a very distinct goal in mind. Hey, Steve, um, we know how much you love developers, right? Um, but I was going to ask if you could stand up and show some love for web developers. You mean just sort of like an impromptu? <laughs> you mean he said no monkey boy and you want it? You want some love right here, right now? <laughs> to stand up and do that on the mixed stage? Right now, Steve. I've been in PR mode the whole time, and you want to hear web developers? Web developers! Web developers! If your buddy behind you just gave you a buck, I want 50 cents for it. <laughs> You're scaring me, Steve. <laughs> you offered. You know, I think one of the greatest things that you can find in, in someone, be it a, a leader or anyone else, is their ability to laugh at themselves. And uh, <laughs> Steve Ballmer definitely knows how to do that, if not anything else. We've got a lot of great content still coming to you from Mix. I've got videos from, from all kinds of great and interesting people and a lot more audio for you as well. So please stay tuned to getpixelated.com. That's getpixel8ed.com. And until next time, I'll see you. Pixelate Radio on the web at getpixelated.com. That's getpixel8ed.com. All rights reserved, copyright 2008. Infragistics, powering the presentation layer. Infragistics.com.